This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. G'day. Your ears to bells. The Blocky Penny Potty. Oi, kick up your Adidas. Loosen the cargoes. Because no worries, mate. We've got your caps over skulls when it comes to giving the fair dinkum about Digipenny on this here Chaka Potty that doesn't cost big bickies now or any Arvo. I'm happy to be Indo right now as it's dead dingles donger out there today. My name is Bruce, Aka Shuddy. Joining me halfway, halfy cross as always, Bruce, Aka, Jerry Morgo. Good on you, Morgo. I see you've had your cuppa. So, what's the John Dory? <laughs> uh, uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That made no sense whatsoever, by the way. Uh, so no, I'll, I'll break it down for you. <laughs> In case you're wondering what the hell is going on here, folks. Um, we saw a video this week that was how to talk, uh, talk like an Aussie. And Jared challenged me to to do an intro of the show, talking like an Aussie, but not in an Aussie accent. Using yeah, not in a crocodile Dundee accent, <laughs> right? Right. So uh, <laughs> I had I had a go of it to see how much uh, Jared would would pick up. Um, here, I'll, I'll let's, let's 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 walk this through. How yeah, about let's that? walk it through, shall we? Because I think there's <laughs> because there's I did few... make up a, I did make up a few things. <laughs> Which is fine. Like um, we we do sometimes do that when we're speaking ochre in Australia. We do make things up, but <sighs> I, I I think you might have gone off the reservation a little bit with the, <laughs> with, the, with some of the words there. Well, what I've realized is that that uh, some of the the phrasing that you guys use it's not quite Cockney rhyming slang, but you can see that it seems to have its roots in some of that. Oh yeah, well you know we were all convicts, right? So, right. So, know. so some of these things I kind of took in that direction. Um, for instance, after the good day, I said your ears to bells, and I was like, "What's another word for listening?" And I was like, "Well, if you put your ear up to the telephone, which is the telephone is uh, used to be, uh, you know, Graham Bell who invented the phone." So I was like, yeah. "Ah, ears to bells." Um, I never and heard then, that before, but. <laughs> I, like I said, I, I that was pulling it out of my butt right off the bat, and then and then. <laughs> <laughs> and then the idea that you guys like to shorten everything. So instead of the blockade pinball podcast, it became the blocky penny potty. Yeah, that's true. But usually <laughs> we, we don't shorten names. It's usually just, um, ah. we don't sh- like if it's, uh, it's usually the, the way you shorten things is if it's, um, for example, my examples last week were uh, a garbage collector, Garbo. Garbo. So if there's just too many syllables in it, we'll shorten it. But if it's like right. Blackade, we'd leave that. Okay. Um, Blackade Penny, we certainly call them pennies down here, that's okay. for sure. Um, and podcast, we'd leave as is. Okay. It'd be a um, Blackade Penny podcast. Then I said, oh, I kick up your Adidas. Uh, somebody had told me that only in America do we pronounce it Adidas for your yeah, shoes. We call it Adidas. Yeah. Oh, it's Adidas. Say it again. Adidas. 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 Okay. So not Adidas. Not 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 Adidas. No. Okay. Um, I, I got what you meant though, but I said no. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, Adidas. Uh, loosen the cargos. I figured you know, loosen up your shorts. Yeah. Um, because no worries, mate. We've got you. Okay, here's another one I made up. Caps over skulls. When it comes to giving you the fair dinkum, um, I was thinking of uh, we got you covered. And how do you get covered? You put your, you know. A hat on your head. Again, again so, that's not something we. But it sounds like something you would say, right? 
and that it'd be no. something like um if i was phrasing that it'd be yeah. we got you covered um it'd be um i don't know what we'd say for that <laughs> they'd probably just call it we got yeah. you covered right yeah. exactly got uh, you covered mate actually that's a that's a pro tip if you're talking australian it's like we got you covered mate okay so uh, it's like you're gonna say things really fast got you covered mate and cut out unnecessarily un unnecessary things like a um or we've got you know, got you covered okay yeah. um any contractions can go but when it comes to giving the fair dinkum about digipenny on this here chocopotty uh so what is that well well <laughs> Chaka podcast, in other words, a full podcast, right? Because some things. Chaka, uh, Chaka. Right? it's Chaka's Chaka's podcast, right? Right. Um, that doesn't cost big bickies. I yeah, read that's fine. Okay, that means expensive or money. Uh, yeah. Now or any Arvo, there's your afternoon. Yeah. Um, and then I said I'm happy to be Indo right now. I just figured indoors shorten it Indo. No, indoors <laughs> is fine to leave as is. Keep, keep um, indoors. Right now, and, and I read this one on a, uh, I went to a, a an Australian slang uh, chart to to get some of these. Um, uh, right now, it's uh, a dead dingo's donger out there today. It's a boring. No, no it's, dry, it's dry. Dry, dry. Yeah. Well, you have to, you can't just call it a dead dingo's donger. You have to oh. put the clarification. It's it's a simile. So, okay. So it's, <laughs> it's light. Still, it, it's, 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 mate, it's dry as a dead, dead, dead dingo's donger out there at the moment. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't realize that I actually still put in the dry part. Yeah, yeah it's dry as a dead thing. It's dumb, man. Jeez. Um, it's really dry. And then I said, my name is Bruce because that's uh, the uh, the Monty Python joke. Everybody down there is named Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> I was um, going to say that. Right. Uh, and instead of saying AKA, I went with Akka. No. No? <laughs> is your wife laughing in the background? Yes, she is. <laughs> I thought so. That's like an ear and chuckly way. <laughs> and then and then instead of saying uh shut your trap, I said shutty. Um, no, again, your name shut your trap. Names. Oh, okay. And then uh joining me half across instead of halfway across the world. That'd be half across. Half across. Half across. Half okay. Across. I was close though. Yeah. Um uh calling you Bruce and then saying Jerry Margo. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Just because I you thought that was it. funny. My name can be. People do often abbreviate my name as Jazza here because it's Jared. Jazza. Jazza. Yeah, Jazza. J a double z a. Okay. That's if they're really bogan. Otherwise, they just call me um, any of my other nicknames. They go by, which is J Rad or uh, um, pretty much J Rad or um, J Man or anything like that. No, right. They they will just flop around and call me whatever they like really and that's and fine then, as, long as, and then, as long as they don't call me dickhead that's fine <laughs> <laughs> and then finishing off with a uh, good on you morgo uh i see you've had your cuppa so what's the john dory what's the what's the story so that's that's cockney right there that's right the john dory um yeah. and good on you jazz it'll be like um on your mate on you mate also you don't even say the good part you just go no, on your mate on you mate yeah on you mate that's good See, speaking Australia, it's all about efficiency. It's all—it's just like you, you cut out just enough syllables so you pretty much round down the words that aren't like proper nouns, like people's names or um, uh, names of like companies and stuff. Um, right. And you try and—it's um, okay to shorten products though. Like you can you can shorten product names if they're too long. Um, 
I'm trying to think of some examples, but we have in the past like just bastardized some names because it was too many syllables and I, nobody got time for that. Uh, so well, that's like uh, what is uh, uh, our friend heretic over there in Ireland? Um, what do they call uh, uh, Kentucky Fried? Uh, the Dirty Bird. Oh, we call it Dirty Bird oh, here. We call it Dirty Bird there too. Yeah, yeah we love Dirty Bird here. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> a dirty Bird. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, we it's call McDonald's Mickey D's. Oh, and I see the thing I was reading said it was Macca's. Oh, we call it Macca's too. In fact, oh, okay. down here there was a store in Sydney who actually completely rebranded using Macca's. I think it was for the <laughs> Olympics. So they even changed all the livery on the store and everything. So it was still the big M Golden Arches, but it was right. Macca's instead of McDonald's. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, so we totally embrace it down here. Go to Macca's. I think I've told you this before when uh, me and my wife took our honeymoon in Australia and uh, we were we were quite disappointed for the longest time because we weren't hearing anything other than just like kind of like how you speak. It was like, oh, okay, so you have slight accent to our ears, but it was not... Yeah. It wasn't as much fun as it we were hoping to listen than to. Me. It wasn't right, crocodile than me, right. yeah. And so, so it wasn't until we were up in uh, uh, Cannes. Cannes? Cannes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and we go into this shop, and this guy starts talking to us, and we couldn't understand a single word coming out of his mouth, and we couldn't have been happier. We went, um, what? <laughs> I think they call it... Uh, Jackaroo or uh, his name was Red and he worked at Dry's Bone Shop. <laughs> his oh, name was Red and he worked at Dry's Bone, um, which I did buy. <laughs> I did buy a jacket. Um, they're good jackets, yeah. except for the part that you gotta, I gotta recoat that stupid thing. Yeah. <laughs> and kangaroo blood. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say that, yeah, I, I can't remember what he said that that particular dialect was, but it was basically. Uh, Central Australian, Central Australian, yeah. Well, that's where Strine tends to originate. Like the the whole um, the reason why it's called Strine is because it's if you say Australian short when you're yeah. bit, when you're from the outback, ah, Strine, mate. Yeah, I'm from Strine. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so anyway, it was it was absolutely fantastic. We couldn't have been more pleased, and I think we went in there a second time. Right, well, I know the t- when we were in there, we literally talked to the guy for like forty five minutes. Oh really? <laughs> we just couldn't get it. We just couldn't get enough of it. Um, I mean, it would be essentially. I think it's if you came to the states and you went to Texas, uh, Boston. No, if you went to Boston, you oh, want yeah. to, to hit the Boston. You want to, I know I'm not doing a, a Boston <laughs> accent at all, but you know, into the car. Um, there are no R's. Or if you went down to Louisiana and you want to hear that Creole. Oh yeah. Uh, Accent where God knows what they're saying because um, they don't open their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> they're, too, they're too lazy to even enunciate. Um, yeah, I've so heard you, the accent. I love those accents. Like, see, the the thing is, I don't know that I don't have any problem understanding those regional dialects like that. No, I don't know what it is. Like, I can get it really quite easy. Yeah, like it might take me ten minutes, like when I'm listening to someone, but then I'm fine. I I can totally do it. All right. Well. Hmm. <laughs> well, maybe not heretics because, because he well, depending they, on you gotta understand the, the the deal with for those that are on the uh uh digital pinball fans forum uh there's a an individual that's been on that forum for quite some time his name is heretic and 
many of his posts are literally illegible. Yeah. But what you have to realize is it's not because uh, he's talking funny, although that's how I totally picture it in my head, but it's that he's missing the keys and hitting a key next to it because he's typing on a, a, a not on an actual keyboard. He's typing on an iPad yeah. half the time. And so he's just, he never goes back and corrects any of what he types. He just no. plows on forward. And if yep. you've read enough of his stuff, you start to understand it because you, you've looked down at your <laughs> keyboard enough times to go, oh, I see. Instead of hitting the I, he hit the O. Gotcha. O-N-P at the same time. <laughs> the scary thing is, is he's pretty darn consistent with what how he does his misspellings. And so you kind of start to be able to read it eventually. So it, it's... Yep. It's this weirdest thing of being able to read and read an accent without That's it actually right. being legitimately an accent. There's a guy, be... it's funny that too, because there's a guy who contributes, one of the contributors on the Android beta testing um, uh, Google mm. uh, um, communities room. And he is, uh, I'm pretty sure he is German. Yeah. And what he does, I think, is he either runs a German message through Google Translate okay. and then and then post it in the form, which is really good of him to take the effort to do that if that's right. what he's doing. But there, I, I think sometimes he just has a go. <laughs> and and it, like initially, I, I was reading his bug reports and I was going, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's <laughs> really sorry, and you don't want to you don't want to say that to someone who's not a native English speaker because it sounds really rude if you do that. Um, so I had to like try and softly, softly it, and sort of try and go. Oh, when you say this word, do you mean this or this? Yeah, and it was like he was using um, the the terms. He was using an abbreviation, which makes it even harder. Oh. That meant something to him, but didn't mean anything to us. <laughs> so. It was um, really quite hard to kind of understand what he was getting at. Oh, when he uses high score, it's HC, not HS. Oh, for example, and that must be a, a trans a translation thing, right? So score in German must start with C or something yeah. like that. And it was just like I need to just think about what you're saying here for a minute before I just start launching into a response. Mm. But yeah, well, he's good. He's getting better now. Um, and I mean, I've decoded enough now that I can understand what he's talking about when he's posting bugs. So yeah, that's the main thing. I think everyone else has kind of adjusted to it too. Look, I, yeah. I, I can only imagine what I would be like trying to speak in a, a, a non, what isn't my native language into oh. some other form. Oh my God. I, I just could imagine how butchered I would do. Oh yeah. Well, um, even if you run it through Google Translate and you try and, you know, yeah. If you like, if you're you, like, say you're you're looking at a only French forum, for example, and then you you want to read a, a thread, you'd have to go each time if you weren't really good at the language and copy and paste and translate each thing that you're trying to read. Yeah. And then if you want to respond to anyone, you'd have to like do some sort of crazy Google Translate thing back and forward. It would take a lot of effort. So for these people who aren't native English speakers who like to contribute to English forums, my, my hat tips to you, sir, because <laughs> thanks for making the effort. Cause I don't, it's hard. <laughs> it's really, really hard. Yeah. It makes me wonder, uh, if that's what's always been so off to me about, uh, Zacharia pinball machines, because mm. they're so foreign. <laughs> it's so Italian. Yeah. I, there's just, 
everything about him is just weird to me. Um, mm. They're bizarre. They, they are. Everything about just them the is artwork strange. is completely different, and the layouts are different, and uh, yeah. They, they do that crazy, let's put random EM things like in the old EM design days when they were experimenting. Yeah. It's like they went, hey, we got this, we're going to make pinballs and we don't have the internet. So we can't see what all the other pinball manufacturers have been doing. So let's just start from scratch that's already been, the ground's already been covered and unturned and then buried again. But right. we don't know that. So we're going <laughs> to do these crazy things again. So yeah, it's bizarre, very bizarre. Speaking of uh, bizarre, we're going to kind of uh, delve into this a little bit, but uh, this week's Zen table that we've been playing in FX3 in our tournament mode has been Eldorado. And when I posted that Eldorado was going to be the table, I made mention of how it's probably my second least favorite of all of Zen tables. <laughs> and Yeah, it's it's a bizarre table. Like For me today, this was the first time uh, in the tournament because it yeah. was the tournament table I, that I've ever played it because yeah. I just I recently just bought the pack and I went mm -hmm. oh this is a good excuse to play this I I I don't know let's talk about it more because it's weird let's talk about it because and and this kind of applies to what I consider and this is I know these aren't the first four Zen tables that were put out but on PlayStation they were and they were put out on. Uh, the PS3 as Zen Pinball. And the first four tables that came out were uh, Eldorado, Shaman, V12, and Tesla. Right. It was only later that I found out that Xbox had had other tables. <laughs> um, so they were, they were, their upfront release was different to PS3. Yeah, PS3. they had had like a, a Rocky and Bullwinkle table. Oh. And they had... I think they had Pasha and Rome, right. uh, whereas PlayStation didn't have those until uh, much later. Not not so, during. I think it was during Zen Two that those finally became available on PlayStation. Um, and then they also had a couple of other tables that uh, I couldn't tell you what they are because they never updated them after that and never bothered making them again. Um, so I always that's why I always considered these though the kind of the first like them cutting their teeth, uh, you know, really getting serious about it. But if you look at Eldorado, just an example, everything blends into itself. The, the, the raised plastics, if you will, are the exact same color as the play field. Mm. And so sometimes you can't even tell what is a lane, what isn't a lane, um, especially on the, the right-hand side of the, of the play field. Uh, there's, there is a, a lane that you can shoot on the right hand that basically goes through pop bumpers, but the insert isn't centered on the lane that you shoot. It's a, like a red pitchfork kind of. Yeah. It's to the left. So if you aimed it, so the ball went directly over the top of it, you'd, or, you know, you'd, hit, break. you'd hit a post. So it's like, what are you doing? No line, you center that stuff up. Um, the inserts themselves have text written on them that don't match what is being called out. Oh, really? <laughs> See, I didn't. I didn't look at any of that because I, for me, it was just like they are just arrows. I didn't even realize there was text on them. Oh, except well, for tomb. This tomb, and I could make that out. 
Right. Yeah. It says tomb on one, and there's but there's two tombs. I forget what the other one specifically says. At one point, the guy was going uh, was making some point about go to the airfield. I'm like, airfield? There's nothing labeled on here that is the airfield. And well, that's what a it, scoop. It's the that's, U-turn. What they yeah, call the U-turn. Yeah. Right. But it's like, well, then call it the U-turn because that's what pops up on the you know when you actually hit the shot. That's what pops up on the DMD. Yeah. Uh, it says U-turn. There's nothing labeled in front of it that says anything about air. It was just like There's no plane insert for no. for example. This is no. like a red sort of a striped thing, right? Which I, I was like, what is that? A ribbon? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I, yeah. don't, I have no clue what that is. Um, there's there's this wheel in the center that has all these symbols on it. Yeah, what what are they? I have no idea. I have no clue <laughs> what the symbols are, what they mean, how you light them. Once they are lit, I don't know where the mode. I think it's the U-turn is what starts a mode, but I couldn't oh, do that. Um, I, I I literally have no clue. Uh, there's one uh, uh, lane because I. I I'm loath to call them orbits because they don't really orbit around the table. They just orbit to a different area. Um, mm. But the orbit to the left, you can excavate with, I think. And then what? if a treasure is available, that's when you shoot the lane between the pop bumpers on the right, um, which uh, sends the ball up into a habit trail on the right-hand side. Yeah, and, that's the, the golden bridge or whatever. Right. There is there is a saw blade mechanism on the back of the table that I could not tell you. I've gotten to it before, but I couldn't tell you what steps I took to get there. Um, there's also know, a I tilting playfield uh, that makes you go, ooh, it's like Indiana Jones. Totally. Except for, yeah. again, how the hell do you get there? I don't know. It has something to either. do with the, with the upper left uh, you know, mid playfield flipper. But the problem is... is you can't tell where you're flipping to because it's completely blocked by this upper playfield thing. Yeah, yeah, like I there's don't know a hole to... under there somewhere, but uh, yeah, there is. For it is an absolute nightmare, and that's that's the problem with the entire table. You just are even after reading the instructions, I couldn't figure out what the heck I was supposed to be doing. It, none of it makes sense to me. It's visually just painful, and I wish that. And this applies to again these first four tables in mm. general. I wish Sam would go through and fix the rules. They did, they did this with Mars. Now, oh, Mars they? was a table that was um, originally on Xbox before it came over to PlayStation. But if you play Mars in FX2, they've changed the rules in FX3 ever so slightly, right. but it improves the table. Um, and so I would love for them to go back to these tables and not not necessarily completely sweep the rules and change them but change how you start things because the mode yeah. start holes on some of these are cryptic and impossible so <laughs> so take tesla as a good example of that it is the mode hole that you start everything with is the upper uh, left flipper and you are shooting it sideways. But the problem is, is there's a lane, there's a hole, and there is something else. And aiming is an utter pain in the butt with that flipper because you can't. you got to do it on the yeah. fly. But this is how you start the main mode hole, you know, the main modes. I didn't even discover that there was actual modes on that table for months. <laughs> oh, really? I don't think I did either. Um, That's, uh... Well, it relates to there's a big 
dial in the middle of the playfield, and whatever the arrow is pointing to, that's what mode you'll start. And you can light all of them too. <laughs> Good luck. It's, okay. <laughs> it's it's nigh impossible to to do this. Um, and and then once you do get a mode started, it becomes all about hitting one of these this one shot that gets you to the upper habit trail. Um, it, it's I don't know. It, it's one of these things where it's like, oh great, I started the mode. Oh crap, now I got to finish the mode and. It's timed and very difficult to to complete and and get going, and it is such a stress case getting it that you just eventually just go toss it. I'm not I'm not dealing with this table anymore. No, um, it, it's just it's too much. Yeah, it's, and and the yeah. thing is, is Tesla I think is a fantastic looking table. Again, they mm. went a little too heavy on the bronze <laughs> or the brass uh, look yeah. of the table because there's no clear uh, definition uh, contrast for your eyes to focus on. I bet it looks fantastic in 3D, but how many people are, are paying it in 3D? Um, not, not many. Not, not enough. Well, nobody on the PS4 is playing it in 3D. I doubt anybody on the, P- on the PC is playing it in 3D. If no. you had it on PS3, you could play it in 3D. Right. Um, I remember for a very short time very short time on Android, they accidentally enabled 3D on <laughs> FX2. And for those TVs who supported it, wow, it looked good. Like, yeah. wow. And then they turned it off because I told them about it. Whoops. Whoops. Because it was, it, was, it, was, it was really bad performing on Android, as you can imagine. It was not happy, even on a really powerful tablet. Well, you know, somebody had pointed out that they were angry at Zen, why they were never going to buy anything from them again, because they had tables disappear from them. Yeah, I saw that conversation. I go, what tables are you talking about that disappeared? You know, I was thinking maybe it was license issues. Mm, Like Plants vs. Zombie, for example. Right, right. They mentioned this one. They go, and it was was Zen's first attempt at a table on iOS. It wasn't even published by Zen or Microsoft. It was some other publishing company. And the... Only you look at it and you're like, wow, that is so not what Zen is today. I mean, mm. you just tell. But the only cool factor about it was, depending on how you tilted your phone, you could get full three. It was full 3D. Oh, that's cool. Um, like you could see the side of the cabinet if you tilted your phone to the side, and you know it was going with the 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 intervalometer that's in there, basically. Yeah. Um, I thought, well, that's kind of kind of interesting. But you look at the physics that were going on, you're like, but it doesn't look like it would be fun to play. No, <laughs> um, it's lovely to look at. It's lovely it. to look at, you know. Yeah. Um, but you take a table like V12, which is my absolute least favorite table of Zend. Yeah, there's nothing it's, good about that. Table. It's a pinball table cut in half because you have a front portion of a play field and then you have a back play field. Yeah. You, it does not tell you at all what you're to be shooting for. Uh, the shots are very difficult. Um, they don't flow. It is a mess of a layout. Yeah. With next to no instruction on the table itself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one that you have to go deep dive, go read, uh, sure you can's uh, table guide to even come close to figuring out what the heck you're supposed to be doing on the stupid thing. Exactly. Um, I think if I remember correctly, Shannon is the closest to a table that makes sense. 
uh, like you can understand the table as you're playing it, right. but it's a visual mess also because it's just red all over the place. Yeah, I, so I have a hard time looking at that. Like it's tough, really tough. Well, during the same period, uh, Zen produced some PS3 only tables. Uh, one of them was Street Fighter 2, and the other one was Ninja Gaiden. And Ninja Gaiden in particular is just flat red everywhere. Right. And so I've never played that one. Brutally, I don't think I, I, I just look up a video of it. Uh, cause I, I don't, I never owned it. Um, I went over to somebody's house that did own it and I tried playing it. I was just like, forget this. This is a mess. Yeah. Um, look at a video and it is just brutally difficult to see what's going on because it's just so flat red and red is such a hard color to, to see. Uh, detail with yes it is it kind of washes everything out yeah um so that was uh, that's what i i just i would love zen to go through uh, and fine don't don't mess with the layouts you don't have to mess with the layouts but maybe change where your mode start holes actually are um go in and make the inserts label them differently make them more clear clearly defined mm-hmm. um you know, even go in with your lighting and, and fix your lighting so that it's more prominent, guides you to what you need to be doing better. Because, um, yeah, those four tables, I just, <laughs> I have a hard time with. Um, yeah, I I guess from my perspective, having never, ever played this table before until a tournament. Yeah. It, I thought, the first one I saw it, I went, oh, yeah, it's it's Sten's version of Indiana Jones. It's got mm-hmm. the idol. It's got the mm-hmm. idol. It's got the mini play field. Um, and it's got kind of like even the the whole concept of dropping the drop targets before you shoot it into the idol's mouth. Like that was yeah. just, it's so blatantly Indiana Jones. It was lovely, actually. I, I thought, I like it a lot that they've they've taken such homage from that title and put it into this, this pin. But then I went to try and not, with going in dry, basically, and not reading any of the rules, I got in there and I started to play the thing and using my, my actual like plays up to try and do it. Um, cause I didn't, I didn't like have a practice before. I just went, all right, a tournament, I guess let's go and play this thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> go, go ahead and do it. So I thought, okay, so really what I got out of it to summarize is, uh, just start multi-ball and just do that. Yeah. Multi-ball, shoot the tombs, multi-ball, shoot the tombs, multi-ball, shoot the tombs. If you're trying to get your score. Um, and then if you get bored doing that, you try and like light that um, right ramp to get the, um, it's sort of like a mystery score up there sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes also a mode, like that golden <laughs> bridge mode, which I, I would have tried five times. So I have no idea how to get past the golden bridge on that. I, I don't understand how, right. what I'm supposed to do to get past the buzzsaw. It makes no sense. So... Um, I'd love to get past it, but I, I just wish they made that the path of adventure and, and like you shoot that ramp. Basically, you shoot that ramp to enter the path of adventure, scare quotes, right. that they've got up there. <laughs> and um, like the, the path of adventure worked well. Like when I played it, it was it was fun. Like it, it actually went, oh, yeah, this is this is Indy Jones. It's fine. Um, but I don't know how to do those weird modes in the middle. I have no idea how to start them. Well, there, there is one mode that it becomes kind of a hurry up thing, 
but stand-up targets pop up in the middle of the play field. Oh, yeah, I saw those. Which yeah. is, hey, great. I always like that. The problem is, is they're not the standard width of a regular drop target. Mm. And they're, the, again, the same color as the play field. Everything so else. The yeah. only way I even knew where one was was because there was a light in front of it. Yeah. Or, you know, an insert light. But it was by the time I discovered where it was, I timed out. And then the th- thing dropped back down. So Yeah, again, I had the same problem. I was going, uh, where am I shooting? Right. I mean, and of course, the dot matrix animations are terrible. You yeah, know, like you cannot like even if there's a mode happening, it's like and the text is going like powering past. Yeah, like at barely readable speed, and you just go, I don't know what you want me to do. This is terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's no good. Now but, after the after those four tables. Uh... I might be getting my timeline all wrong, but it's just how I remember them coming to me on the PlayStation. Mm. Was uh, then they came out with Biolab and Earth Defense. Earth Defense, yeah. And Earth Defense is one of those that I think looks really cool. Um, it's they they definitely upped their game in her in terms of of uh, being a more friendly playfield to look at. Mm. But it is just as cryptic as those other tables as to what it's supposed to do. <laughs> it's got a massive robot in the top right hand corner that I don't really get. Like, no. there's a lot of cool stuff looping around it, which mm-hmm. sort of indicates that you're battling it like an aircraft flying around it and shooting it, which right. is fine. But it's another one that doesn't have satisfying ramps either. Like, they just don't feel fun to shoot. No. Um, and again, it's it's the rule the rule set that you really have to just understand to like you have to read shark and jinn's guides and, and that one literally understand. has no text on the on the play field either it's no, all it's symbol based shoot the symbols which, which is, just i guess we you just do a classic stern gameplay and shoot all the flashing lights and, i've tried that it doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> of course it doesn't <laughs> yeah. uh, well especially when it's when you realize that it's you're having to combo some of the things. But how do uh, you know that you're supposed to combo it when you have multiple things flashing? I'm like shooting the same ramp over and over and over again and going, why am I not scoring? Oh, well, you're not scoring because you, after you shoot that ramp, you have to hit this other area first. Oh, is, well, thanks for telling me. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for that. You know, yeah. um, Biolab is one where you can start to kind of figure it out. Um. It, it talks you through it a little bit better. Mm. It has got one of the funkiest flipper positionings for your for the flippers that are on the upper portion of the, the play field. They're so bizarre. They're not where any table you ever would play out in the wild would have flippers. Yes. That's right. It's Yeah, they're really strangely placed. Yeah. Yeah. And also, if I remember correctly, they're kind of hidden in a lot of cases too. Well, that's just it. Yeah. You can't necessarily see them at first go. Um, So that's what, I don't know how Zen would go about uh, correcting that particular table. Cause again, I'm not asking them to, to mess with the play fields other than maybe doing some art passes. um, Yeah. You know, changing up some coloring, but uh, that one's going to be funky no matter which way you shake it. And I mean, truth be told, that was also when they started making some of the Marvel tables. Mm. And some of those first marble tables have equally strange flipper placements. Yeah. Um, 
you know, that, that was when they were really kind of starting to experiment with the, Hey, we're digital. We can do whatever the hell we want. Uh, and we aspect. will. Yeah. yeah. You know, where all of a sudden ramps just magically appear and then they disappear yep. <laughs> out of thin air. You're like, you're okay. <laughs> yeah. And then I think they've, they've well and truly got away from that design um, trait in their later tables. Like yes, all the, all the, the pinball machines that you're seeing now, they could technically be done in real life. Yes. With probably a lot of very expensive sub-assemblies, but <laughs> you could actually do them in real life. There would be a $15,000 machine, but yeah. you could do them. <laughs> but I mean, uh, it's like, if, if take for example, if you would, imagine if Zen was making No Good Gophers. Now, No Good Gophers is, a, even in person, it's a bit of a visual mess. It is um, yeah, because of because of the plexi, uh, the you know, shooting the cart and the hole in one thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of. I say it's only kind of in person because you get it really quickly. The second yeah. you throw it into digital, though, it becomes whoa! What am I looking at? This is really kind of hard to wrap my head around, and there's a lot going on. Um, yeah. So Especially if you're playing on a platform that doesn't do transparencies very well, like Android. Right. Right. It doesn't actually have the lighting to help you understand what's going on. Yeah. So imagine if Zen was doing No Good Gophers back then, right? Oh. <laughs> if, if this was a Zen original and they were doing No Good Gophers, well, all the all the plexi and the clear would be just like not there normally until you hit a ramp and then suddenly... And they would magically appear. <laughs> yeah. And then a gopher would come up and actually physically grab your ball and start juggling it and, you know... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, probably scampering about on the play field, yeah, and you're like, be. "Wait, do I shoot the gopher or do I just let him roam around?" I'm not do quite his positive. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it would be very, very bizarre. Is what it would be. Yeah, I mean, I imagine if they and, and again, if they did it today, uh, same theme. Well, then I would think that they would. It would be like what you said, um, closer to being able to do. Yeah, what is done in real life? Um, I mean, they might do a, a cheat here and there or whatever, but um, it would be mostly recreatable. Yeah, most of it would be there on the playfield the the entire time as a solid object. Yeah, the only thing that might be different is the way that the animated characters interact with the ball. Exactly. Like a little bit. Think of like Deadpool when you have like the animated characters, like when he's got the haters. I mean, the hater's running towards him and you've got to, like, shoot a combo shot to get him to chuck the hater uh, yeah. around the place. Like, you know, you, you're actually not... You're still shooting pinball shots to make mm -hmm. that happen. It's just after you've actually completed the shot, um, the animation happens. So that's how they would probably do that today. Um, they yeah. enhance with animations. So, yeah, right. very interesting. Right. The evolution of, of, of game design um, in a company like that that actually has a long history in digital pinballs, it's interesting to analyze, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Because, it is. Yeah. yeah. And, and like I said, the, knowing that they changed, and I don't know what other tables they changed in FX3. I know they, they went back and they kind of altered a couple of tables, but I know Mars for sure is one of them. Um, what did they do to Mars? There is a a different way of selecting the modes, basically uh, uh, okay. different, 
different parameters that are required to start getting them going. Okay. Um, I always found them really confusing in FX2. And in FX3, it makes a lot more sense to me now. Um, there's much right. more. It makes sense, the, the progression of how you do things. Because um, it, it's... The Mars is like, to me, um, again, the first time I ever played that game was on this platform because I never yeah. had it on Android. Yeah. And it, to me, it was like, oh, this is a really interesting take on pinball because it's all like, it looks a little bit similar to this, like that, um, the, the pinball tournaments app table. It yeah. looks very spacey, but yes. done in a way that actually looks really quite cool. Yeah. Um, and the fact that like everything is really reflective and it's got like, you know, lots of um, like wire, not wireframe. It's got like all vector the graphics. All the, yeah. All the, yeah. All the graphics are sort of vector like and stuff. Yeah. It looks, it actually looks really cool. Yeah. Um, well, and where, and, where, where I truth be told, where I noticed the difference was I was, uh, Zen has a skills app also. And okay. the two tables that you can play in that are Epic Quest or Mars. Okay. After I'd spent a week playing Mars, I was like, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna try out my skills on on that and play." Well, mm -hmm. it's the old rules version old of rules. Mars, and that's where I went. Wait a second, Th this that's is different. different. <laughs> that's very different. I'm doing all the things I'm doing in FX3, and they're yeah. not working. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's why I say I would love for them to go back and just make some alterations to those tables so that they'd be more enjoyable. Um, Mm. There's a couple of Marvel tables I'd like them to do the same thing with, just because again, for a while there, where they where their mission start holes were being placed, were just completely unfriendly to the player. Yeah, that's right. Um, you should be able to hit them with your your bottom flippers. Yeah, and that was not what the case was. It was nope. You absolutely cannot hit them with your bottom flippers. It has to be a running gun shot. And that's right. That's just mean. <laughs> yeah, that's that's no fair. That's dirty pool. Dirty pool. Um, hey, speaking of the the uh, pinball tournaments app, I have uh, successfully navigated my way to forty dollars now. Hey, forty bucks. Forty bucks. Wow. Um, I I might be able to cash out at some point now. <laughs> so obviously you're getting more matchups and you're getting the big league play. Well, no, I'm still matched up with only the same two people over and over again. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> what where there's now and then they actually, if you place top three, there's an additional money bonus. Uh, and the last two times I managed to get into that bonus. So one time I won, I think $1 and this last time I won $3. So that helps. Nice. But the part of the reason why I won the $3, I noticed it was the same regular three that I play against. We were all battling for top spot. And all of a sudden we got bumped down. I was like, wait, who the heck bumped us down? Cause we weren't, nobody played against me. And I look mm. at the person's score and they had scored, uh, they'd scored 15. I went, ah, they're playing the five and $10 match. So right. I, I tightened the sphincter and played the $10 match and I won <laughs> And that propelled me to the front and nobody else could catch me then because nobody else right. is playing the 10 matches. Um, so that once I get enough money backing me up, I'll start playing the more high dollar tables. Yeah. Um, 
the problem is is that you know you lose a couple of those in a row and you plummet fast as opposed to when you are playing the dollar matches you don't uh, plummet very far <laughs> no, no. so you can come back from those pretty easy you can yeah. come back from those pretty easily yeah so uh yeah just plug it away so i encourage everybody you know jump in oh and and on top of that uh i'd mentioned that the app was crashing on me now and then mm-hmm. well i was there's a you can report crashes and I was requesting that my uh, entry fee would be refunded. And they were doing that until I got a message sent from them. They go, you've requested one too many of these. <laughs> All right. And I went, okay. And they go, we need you to submit crash logs. I said, I'll send you every single crash log I have to get this problem fixed. Um, and so I've been submitting those and they've been very grateful and went ahead and, uh, refunded my entry fees for the the latest but hopefully this is information that will that they can take to farsight and be like hey here's specifically coming off of the app what's causing the crash yeah definitely I, well, that's the idea with crash logs yep they should be sent back to the developer usually if an android app crashes in its game and i'm helping them out i always submit crash log in android because it does it goes back into their dev console yeah um, that they use to manage the game and they can see all the crash logs that you send in, it's very useful for them because they'll start to see a trend with yeah. all the different crash messages that are coming through. That helps them. Well, the tricky part was that I had to first plug my phone into the computer and then that uh, and leave it plugged in. And then I had to navigate to wherever all the crash logs actually are, copy and paste those in an email to send it to them. And then once I did that, they asked me for one other thing, which they gave me this cool little, uh, okay, we need you to, while the app is open, uh, do this sequence with your volume button. And it was like up, down, up, down, up, up, down, down, up, down. And then all of oh, a sudden a little Konami code. Oh, it's a total Konami code. I was like, yes. Um, I love this. It lives in lives. What? And then this, little, this little window popped up that had all sorts of information that only they understand. And they had me do a screenshot of that and send that to them. Uh, wow. There you so, go. Yeah. You know. So That's the, cool. The skills people working with me. I like it. Doing, doing it, <laughs> collaborating. Collaboration. Yeah. Um, hey, Jared, have you been getting messages uh, asking about what version of the Connect camera people should be tracking down? Oh, yeah, I've seen those coming through. What's, there, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's related to obviously to the Arcuda software. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, for when you get your cabinet, that you're going to want to have the connect camera obviously right, camera, of course. yeah yeah and so i completely in the dark on this i guess there is um there's the connect camera and then there's the connect camera version two which i think was for the xbox one and does one of them have like a, a power supply it's not like powered the, by the usb or something right and that's what i don't know what the connector itself is if it's a, a usb uh connector but they were saying that the the version two comes with an adapter Oh, okay. To which I'm now wondering, we should probably uh, make a request to Arcuda and say, so is it not plug and play or do you need this adapter? <laughs> or is the adapter, like, is the power supplied from the internal Arcuda cabinets? Like, because you know how sometimes they might route 12 volts, whatever it is up to the... Yeah, they said it's a 12 yeah, volt they have a powering thing. Well, yeah. They might just have like, an, like a plug already done. In right. the um, cabinet that allows you to plug it in, but hang on a sec, no one's got cabinets yet. No. So, so why? Why? Oh, you mean why are people wondering about this? Yeah. Shh. 
<laughs> Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> the secret handshake is. Um... <laughs> oh, next topic. Next yeah, topic. So, so oh. how about those? The, that sports ball. <laughs> <laughs> how about that Lakers off season? Um... <laughs> Jared, you made mention mention of uh, a pinball tournament, a real pinball tournament happening near you. Yeah, with actual pinballs. Yeah, and it's a big one. It's now the biggest pinball tournament in Australia on the on the tournament calendar, and that is the 2018 Brisbane Masters. So at the moment, people are have been. I think it actually started on Friday. Actually, Thursday was the first event that was related to it, which was um, a bit of pin golf. And that started at 4 p.m. And then Friday, we had a three strikes comp, which again started at 7 p.m. so all the workers could get to it. Um, but boy, they went late. It's like 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. for the uh, the Friday event, which is like a struggle if you've actually got to get public transport home. Because <laughs> um, you're, you're basically cutting it super fine. Right, right. Because <laughs> the trains here stop about, oh, about 11.30 or 12. Uh, so yeah, you've, you've got to really blame your, <laughs> well, well, you know, that's of course when they're having their best game ever. Of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm doing so good, but I really need the to train. The drain. <laughs> uh, do, do I, do I drain the ball or do, do I drain, drain and train or do I play and sleep like a hobo somewhere because I don't have anywhere to sleep. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's the balance. That's the problem. The struggle is real. Um, so the uh, the Saturday um, one is the big the big tournament. So there's a six round qualifier for Brisbane Masters, um, and then at eight pm you have a three hour flip frenzy event. Now I don't know if flip frenzy is done anywhere outside of Brisbane because I'm pretty sure that um, the guys who run Netherworld actually have a software package that allows you to run flip frenzy, but. I think what they did though is um, Jimmy Nails or James Anglis, uh, as his actual real name is, who owns Netherworld, went over to one of the sister barcades over in the US and actually bought the software with him. And they did a flip frenzy over there. Um, and I forget where it was held, but the idea is that if you go into these flip frenzies, which will quite literally sell out in two hours here, because you have to buy tickets for them. Um, but the, the premise is you basically go there and you're just playing game after game after game after game for two hours or three hours. And the idea is to turn your games around as fast as possible because the the more wins you have, that determines who actually wins the flip frenzy. So the idea is to have quick games, not long games. Ah, Yeah, very interesting format. I, I still i am yet to get to one because usually when they announce it, um, people literally will get onto the Eventbrite site and try and get a ticket within the first two hours and it sells out very fast. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. So the very popular event. So that was on Saturday at 8. And then today, which is Sunday the 22nd of July when we're recording, um, they've got a bit of a, a social warm-up happening at 9 um, a.m. So that's probably just about the start because it's now 8.49 here when we're recording. Um, and that's just a team's challenge just to get you in the mood. And then we have the finals for the Brisbane Masters, which start at 10.30 a.m. today. And it's a five-round final. Um, and then to round out the the evening or the afternoon, it's a, a three-hour flip frenzy event from 5 p.m. Um, and I think basically all the tickets are sold out for that um, at this stage. Um, but that's a, that's a lot of pinball happening yeah. um, over the course of um, the four-day period. Um, 
So it was actually being held at um, a, a hotel here in Brisbane. It's the Ridges Fortitude Valley. Um, and they are a pretty new hotel here uh, in uh, the valley, but they, they've got this really nice sort of conference room that they've graciously left open for the Brisbane Pinball Club and for Netherworld to help set up. And there's streaming. There's like, if you go to Twitch now, you'll be able to see all the finals action happening um, on the stream. They've done a really good job with the stream this year. So check it out if you if you are watching this on uh, YouTube. Probably by the time we get it out, it will be over. Um, but you probably could go back and watch the streams um, after it's been done. They do archive them, right, on Twitch? Yeah. Yeah, so if you want to check it out, check out some Aussie pinball action, you can go and have a look at the... Uh, uh, the Netherworld, I think it's a Netherworld um, Twitch TV stream, and they'll have it all up in there. Yeah, it's I pretty know cool. Here, stateside, uh, I believe Replay Effects is happening pretty soon. I don't know the exact date. Uh, Pinball Wiz 45B keeps on messaging me, and I keep on telling him, I'm not going, so I don't care. Uh, <laughs> 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 that being said, he is going to be playing in Pinburg uh, this year. Uh, he's entering the big the big tournament. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's going to put his money where his mouth is. Yeah. Nice. Well, good luck. Good luck to him. Yeah. Uh, we got anything else to, uh, to uh, bloviate about? I don't think so. I think I don't we think kind so of managed to fill up an hour pretty well when we didn't really have anything to talk about <laughs> at the beginning where we're trying to play it out this episode. So, yeah, we did, we've done pretty well, I think. You know, whoever uh, Scientific Games, if you have any kind of announcement to make anytime soon do us a favor just, just <laughs> tell us will you Jeez. you know do do be a friend of the show um yeah. even look even if you want to come on and have a chat to us we'll, we'll, we'll let you come on um <laughs> and and you can you can talk to us just us like learn to be us yeah no one else it no one else real easy to get a hold of us you can drop us an email blah blah blockade at gmail.com yes you can go visit our website and and check out our episodes and and all the timing notes and all the the links that get put up and go. You know what? That's a that's a damn fine podcast. I, I think we should go on there. They they know their stuff when it comes to digital pinball. That's uh, right. And 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 that site it's really easy to find. It's blockadepinball.com slash episodes. Yep. You could. Follow us on Twitter and send us a, a, a message. You can message the show at Blockade. You can message myself. I am at Shut Your Traps, and Jared is at Jared Morgs. Easy peasy to get a hold of us. Just yeah. if you want to spill, just you know, let us know some things so that we can fill Not an hour of a show very easily. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be really good. Yeah, <laughs> just saying, you know. Do yeah. it. a solid. All right. Um, hey, folks, are you uh, are you interested in uh, another run of t-shirts by any chance? We've been discussing it. We have this logo that we've had now for a little while that uh, we would do a new shirt with. Um, just give give us a heads up if uh, that's not a, not a commitment. Just a simple hey. You know what? That'd be pretty cool. We'd be down yeah. for that. Um, let us know because we might uh, fire up the. Uh, the old interwebs and uh, get something going for that to be a thing again. Um, We've been doing a bit of investigation in the background. I think we found a service that won't gouge you for shipping. Exactly. Regardless of where you are in the world. Like it's one of those distributed companies that will just print in your area. So 
you yeah. really only have to pay local local shipping. On that particular one, you wouldn't even have to get a T-shirt. We can you can slap the the logo on whatever the heck you want. <laughs> yeah, <we can laughs> you, you want a mug in the morning? Hey, there you go. You want a phone case? There you go. It's really easy. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, we're just we're just curious. So, drop us a line. Let us know what you uh, what you think. All right. Well, with that, how do, how does an Aussie say a proper goodbye? Uh, see you later, mate. Oh, well, uneventful. <laughs> You've been saying that well, every week. How come I'm not paying che- Or maybe cheerio, Cobber. Ah, that I like. That I like. All right. Cheerio, Cobber. <laughs> so until next week, folks, cheerio, Copper. Not Copper. Cobber. 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 C-O-B-B-E-R. Okay. Cheerio, Cobber. <laughs> it just sounds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. WizardAmusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rugs. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. WizardAmusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball. <laughs>